You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Introducing the Mike Moore Ministries mobile app, your gateway to spiritual inspiration and godly leadership. With a host of practical features, it's like having a personal spiritual guide in the palm of your hand. Watch and listen to the How to Win podcast, get exclusive early access to the Answers That Work broadcast before it airs on television, receive uplifting and thought-provoking nuggets, and stay up to date with Mike Moore's speaking engagements through an interactive calendar. To download, visit your device's app store and search Mike Moore Ministries. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so happy to have you with us. We're in my leadership edition of the How to Win, and I trust that it is blessing you. We're on a leadership journey, and I thank you for taking this journey with me. Now, In our last episode, uh, we were talking about execution, execution, executing a project, executing a strategy. And uh, we defined execution in our last episode. Uh, We talked about the scope of execution. And then we began to talk about the seven components of execution. And I understand if you operate on this level, you know that I'm hitting just some basic things and I'm not trying to trying to cover every area, but I wanted to give you some basic principles as it relates to executing. And we began to talk about the seven basic components of execution. Number one, resource allocation. Number two, breaking down the overall initiative into a series of project uh, deliverables. Number three, responsibility assignment. Uh, Number four, milestones and timelines. And number five, a communication plan. Well, there are two more components of execution that I want to talk about in this episode. First, number six, let's talk about systems. 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 What is a system? A system is a set of principles, procedures, or steps that determine who does what, when, and how. Okay, I'll say that again. What is a system? A system is a set of principles, procedures, or steps that determine who does what, when, and how. A good system clarifies what is expected. It clarifies what should be rewarded. It also clarifies what should be corrected. Now, I'm drawing these principles from the Word of God. These are basic biblical business principles. And I'm giving you principles, and then I'm drawing these principles and showing you these principles in God's Word. We're looking at the feeding of the 5,000 
And I want you to make a note of Matthew 14, verses 18 through 19, Mark 6, 38, and John 6, 7 through 9. These are our proof texts. So let's talk about system process in relations to Jesus feeding the 5,000. And there are several steps. You see, this miracle took place through the power of God, but it did not just happen. Jesus had a strategy and Jesus and his disciples, <clears throat> pardon me, Jesus and his disciples executed the strategy. And we're talking about execution. So there are several steps that I want you uh, to look at as it relates to Jesus feeding the 5,000. And then we're going to show you another uh, system in uh, a business that many of you are familiar with. And then I'm going to ask you the questions. Do you have systems in place? Are you intentional about placing systems in your organization, in your, in your ministry, in your business, in your projects? So let's look at Jesus feeding the 5,000. I came up with five steps and we could just call it a system process. Step one was assessment of resources and assessment of resources. In Mark chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus asked his disciples, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. So Jesus now is strategic. He's executing. And the first step is assessment resources. Now, we talked in our last session about responsibility management, resource allocation, but responsibility management assignment, giving roles and tasks to certain individuals. Jesus says, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. This step was carried out by Philip and Andrew. Our proof text is John 6, verse 7 through 9. The second step in this feeding of the 5,000, the disciples brought the resources, the five loaves and the two fish, to Jesus. In Matthew 14, 18, Jesus says, bring what you have to me. So the resources were a little boy's lunch, five loaves and two small fish, John chapter six, verse nine. So we see step one, assessment of resources. How many loaves do you have? Go and see. Step two, the disciples brought the resources to Jesus. Jesus said, bring them to me. Step three, Jesus received the resources, the five loaves, the two fish, and then he did several things with the resources in his hands. He looked up to heaven and he prayed for wisdom and guidance. Secondly, he blessed the resources. The word blessed means to speak well over 
to cause to prosper. He spoke to his resources. Then thirdly, he broke the bread and the fish. And the word break simply means to divide the bread and the fish. So step one, we're talking about a system, assessment resources. Jesus wanted to know how many uh, resources did they have? How many loaves do you have? Go and see. Number two, the second step, the disciples brought the resources to Jesus. Then step three, Jesus received the resources prayed to God, blessed the resources, broke the resources, and then the fourth step, Jesus gave the broken pieces to the disciples. We're talking about a system. He gave the broken pieces to his 12 disciples. And then step five, then the disciples gave their portion to the multitude in their section. They gave their portion to the people in their section. Remember, they divided the, the multitude into hundreds and fifties. So each disciple had a section. So we're talking about, uh, we're talking about a system. Do you have a system in place for what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve? We said a system is a set of principles procedures that steps that determine who does what when and how and we looked at five steps that Jesus walked through as it relates to feeding the 5000 assessment of resources how many loaves do you have? Go and see. The disciples bought the resources to Jesus, step two. Jesus received the resources, step three. He blessed, he prayed, he blessed, he broke. Then step four, Jesus gave the broken pieces to the disciples. And then step five, the disciples gave their portion of the resources to the people in their uh, section. So each member of the team, Jesus and his disciples, had a role and responsibilities. We're talking about a system. system. A system is a set of principles, procedures, or steps that determine who does what, when, and how. Now, let's look at a system process in a, uh, a fast food restaurant. And the fast food restaurant we want to look at is Chipotle. Maybe you've gone to Chipotle. My wife and I go to Chipotle often from time to time. We enjoy. And Chipotle was founded by Steve Ells in 1993. And they have their, their fast growing uh, fast root restaurant. And they have a very simple system. They have a system in place. They're not successful by accident, and you're not going to be successful if you don't have systems in place. So let's look at this, this system. It's really, it really begins and really has three steps. It's very simple, very simple. Their system is very simple. You walk in the restaurant, it may be different in different parts of the country. It, you walk into the restaurant and you get in line. 
Sometimes the line is long, sometimes the line is short. But because they have a system in place, even if the line is long, it does not take long for you to get your food. So step one, after you've gone to the counter, you stood in line, and you go up to the counter, then the system begins. Well, actually, they have a line because you can't go around. They have a line that you go through. That's a part of their system. But once you get to the counter, the food is out in front of you. Step one, the server asks what you want. Do you want a bowl, burrito, salad, taco? That's step one in the system. No matter what uh, Chipotle you go to, that it's going to operate the same one. Once you get up to the front, the three-step system starts. The server is going to ask you, what do you want? Do you want a bowl? Do you want a burrito? want a salad or taco? Then step two, as you move down of the line, you're going to move to a couple of more people who will build your order. The second part of the system is they're going to build your order and they're going to ask you, do you want white rice or brown? Do you want chicken or beef? Do you want pinto beans or black beans? Do you want tomatoes? Do you want corn? Do you want cheese or not? They're individuals there. They know their assignment. They know their role and they do it the same way every time. The third step in the system is the last person at the counter at the cash register asks you, would you like a drink or chips? Would you like a drink or chips? And then they ring up your order and you are done. That's Chipotle's system. You get in the line. And you follow up to walk up to the counter. When you get up to the counter, they have a three step process. You go in and you'll see it. You'll see it. It's very simple. It's very simple. Step one, the server asks you what you want. Bowl, burrito, salad, taco. You tell the servant your desire. Step two, you move down the line to a couple more people who will build your order. And they ask, do you want white rice? Do you want brown rice? Do you want chicken or beef? Pinto beans or black beans? You move a little further and somebody asks, do you want tomatoes or corn? Do you want cheese or not? And then the third step in the system, the cash register asks you, would you like a drink or chips? And then they ring up your order and you are done. The system is quick, even if... You have to stand in a line. Now, every pastor, every business owner, every person who's trying to accomplish anything, you have to understand simple systems. The system is quick. If it's hard, then people are not going to be able to do it. If it's hard to join the church, if it's hard to work in the church, if it's hard to contact anybody, if it's hard, if you, it's not going to grow. Systems, systems, the system at Chipotle's is quick. The system is clear. Each employee knows their role. Uh, there's no confusion. The customer is moving down the line and the system can be duplicated. Now, listen, quick, clear, duplicated. 
Is it quick? Is it clear? Can it be duplicated? If it can't be duplicated, you can't grow. It has to be duplicated. In other words, the system that you place here, if you do something else, it should have the same. In every organization, they have a system. Now, some function better than others. But if you go to McDonald's, there's a system. If you're going to go through the drive-thru, they got a system. You stop here and you tell the people your order, then you drive further, and then you're probably going to talk to somebody through a window. Then you go to a second a window and you get your order. It's a system. Chick-fil-A has a system. When you drive into Chick-fil-A, if you're going through the drive-thru, either people are going to meet you or you're going to go to a, a monitor and give your order. Then after they take your order, they going to push you to the next person. Then you're going to go around and then you may pay. Then you may go to the one and get your food. It's a system. Now, the reason why much of the time I will share a principle and then give you a biblical text because I want you to see that all wisdom, if it's good, if it's productive, it comes from God. Many of the things that causes business to grow is wisdom that came from God. But Jesus said something in Luke 16, 8. He said, the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. So what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to to educate leaders so that they can understand that there are principles in place that cause you to win in life. It's not just winging it. It's not just say, I'm going to pray and God going to work it out. No, you have to think through things. And I'm trying to help you to do that. Luke 16, 8 in the New Century Version says, yes, worldly people are smarter with their own kind than spiritual people. Systems are important. They are important. So what are yours? What is your system? What is your system for being successful? What is your system? You're in business. What are your system? Do you have systems in place? You're a pastor. Do you have a system of, of preparing your messages? Do you have a system of communicating uh, your sermons? Do you have a system for bringing people into your church? Do you have a system of acclimating people? Do you have a system of getting people involved in helps many. Do you have a system that you've intentionally created? The system should be clear. System should be quick and the system uh, should be duplicated. Now, as I close this uh, episode, I want to briefly look at the seventh component uh, that we're talking about, and we're talking about execution. The seventh component is a business term. And here again, I'm doing this on purpose because I believe that we need to grow. I, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a pastor for most of my career, and I feel like many times the reason why our churches are not growing is not because God 
doesn't love us. It's not because God has a certain time for us to grow. Um, I believe that many times we have a lack of knowledge concerning how our churches should be structured and how uh, to create systems so that things can move smooth. And that's all that I'm trying to do. So let's talk about performance management and a a simple definition of performance management is a process to keep score. It's a process to keep score. A, A more... Uh, expanded definition is performance management is a systematic process of planning, monitoring, measuring, adjusting strategies and work to ensure your project is completed. Performance management. Now, there. this is a real broad subject. I'm going to cover four areas, but I know that there's more areas that performance management involves. But I want to just cover four in my remaining time. Performance management involves, number one, establishing metrics to measure progress. You have to have some metrics in place to know whether you're progressing. Metrics can be uh, membership attendance. Metrics can be uh, membership growth. Uh, Metrics can uh, be in terms of the revenue that's coming in, how much revenue, how much expenses that you're having. You need some metrics to measure progress. The second area, here again, I'm just briefly hitting four areas. You need tools, performance managed with involves tools to help you as a leader to monitor and evaluate your employees and your volunteers. You need some kind of tool or tools to help you to monitor and to evaluate your uh, employees or your volunteers you got to have tools to measure whether they are carrying out the values, accomplishing things. you got to monitor people. Uh, I think it was John Maxwell or someone who said, people don't do what you expect, they do what you inspect. You have to have some tools in place to monitor your volunteers and your your uh, your your employees. That comes under the head of performance management. Thirdly, you need a feedback mechanism that gives your stakeholders channels to provide insight on what's going well and what needs to be improved. You need feedback mechanisms that give your stakeholders. Your stakeholders would include your uh, employees, your volunteers, your customers, your members if you're a pastor, your suppliers, your board. Your, Your stakeholders need to have channels where they can give you feedback. You've got to have feedback to as a leader to know what's 
going well and then what needs to be improved. So you got to have feedback mechanisms so that people can give you insight and information on how they see things going. And then the fourth area, and here again, this is not an exhaustive list, a very simplistic list. You need performance management would involve adaptability, building adaptability into your plan allows you to adjust and respond due to unexpected developments. Uh, unexpected developments could be changes in the market, changes in demand. It could be uh, changes in your suppliers. Maybe your suppliers are struggling getting resources, or maybe they've gone out of business. Then there are the material delays, uh, changes in the environment, changes in technology. Uh, the pandemic was a classic illustration. We had to make some changes. The environment changed, so we needed to have adaptability. And some ministers struggled during the pandemic because, especially churches, we went from in-person to virtual. And some churches were not prepared and still not prepared to go virtual. So adaptability is building into your plan the capacity to adjust and respond to unexpected developments. When we were building the 3,000-seat dome sanctuary, we had a delay in steel. We had a delay in steel. So you have to have uh, adaptability. You have to have uh, built in your plan the ability to adjust to unexpected uh, developments or events or situations. Listen, I'm out of time, but I trust that you getting something out of this. We've covered uh, several areas. I am building a blueprint to help you. And we've talked about purpose the why matters. We talked about vision, seeing beyond the now. We've talked about values. So what do you really value? We talked about strategy, the strategic visionary. We talked about execution, going from concept to concrete. In our next episode, we're going to begin uh, the sixth component of this blueprint, and we're going to talk about people. We're going to deal with the people component, and I believe that you're going to be blessed. Listen, I got to go. I pray that you have a great rest of the week. Go back and listen to these podcasts, and I believe that God will give you understanding in all things. I love you, and I'll see you next time.